and those that are in the world of broadcasting and the TV land, we like to say thank you for your presence. We thank you for tuning in. And, and today our, our message will be coming from the book of Genesis, uh, chapter number 32. Our message will be coming from the book of Genesis, chapter number 32. So whatever you thought you knew about this particular text, we ask that you have an open mind because God wants to go spiritually with us today. We want to go deeper today in the word of God. Not the normal thing that we're used to hearing. Amen. Uh, Genesis chapter number 32. And we're going to begin at verse number 22. Let's pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, we thank you. We ask Holy Master that Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, that he will come and he will speak to us. We pray, Father God, that you would just open up the windows of heaven and allow the fresh anointing to fall not only upon me, but also upon every hearer of this word. And we pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that there will be a clear-cut understanding of what you're trying to speak and say to us. And Father God, we will give you glory. We will give you honor. We give you praise, God, for it is you that has brought forth this word. Now, Father God, the same way you spoke to me, you sat me down, and you began to minister to me, do it also unto your people through me. We praise you, and we glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen, and amen, and amen. <clears throat> Genesis chapter number 32, beginning with verse number 22. Now, at this particular time, if you look at it in, in the historical point or in the natural, Esau and Jacob is coming back together because uh, Jacob had done some things to his brother. But this morning, we want to take it to a place in the realm of the Spirit. So you have to follow very closely in order to, to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. The title of this particular message is called The Place of Jabbok. The Place of Jabbok. Now, verse number 22 begins, and it reads, and he arose, meaning Jacob. Now, Jacob means uh, transitioning, the man that is in transition. It talks about the old man that is trying to get from one point to another. Remember now, we're going spiritual. Well, this is a spiritual teaching. So it says, and Jacob, the man that's in transition, he arose that night and took his two wives his two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed over the ford of Jaba. Now, there is a lot in this particular verse. There's a whole lot here. There's a lot here. It talks about uh, he rises in his night season during a time of adversity. See, when, during the time of adversity, many things take place. And, and sometimes we take some things with us during our time of adversity that we don't necessarily need. The Bible goes on, he says that he, he, he goes, he arose that night, and he took his two wives. He took his two wives. Now, what is this scripture really saying in the realm of the Spirit? Now, Jacob, when we go back to the natural, his two wives are Rachel and Leah. Now, Rachel means sheep. Leah means weary. God says that in our transitional state, sometimes as sheep, we become weary. <laughs> we become weary. So, so when we're in a season of transitioning, sometimes we carry things with us that we do not need. And weariness is one of those things that we carry. The next thing he takes with him he talks about uh, his two uh, female servants. Now, you got to understand that these female servants, they are his, what we call the concubines, those handmaidens. And those two uh, concubines or handmaidens, they are Beulah and Zephyr. Now, the name Beulah means confusion. <clears throat> uh, the name of Zephyr means drooling or lack of restraint. Now, how many of us know that when we are weary sheep, when we are sheep that are weary, sometimes we get confused. Amen? <laughs> we get confused. Sometimes we find ourselves in a lack of self-control. 
And then sometimes we're at a state and a situation where we just don't know what to do because we are weary sheep. But, but God has a plan. God, God, God has a place to take us when, when we are in transition. Transition means we are not there yet. But we're on our pathway to getting to the place where God would have for us to be. The next thing it says that he takes his 11 sons. Now, the 11 sons, the 11 represents the number of disorder and chaos. How many of us know that when we are weary and we are confused, uh, we find ourselves in that spirit of chaos? You know, well, what, what happens is we're in a place of disorder. When we're in that transitional state, we will find ourselves in a spirit of disorder. See, the, the signs represents the builder. So the building disorder. Whenever we're in that transitional state, as weary sheep, we will find ourselves totally confused, lack of restraint, uh, restrained by the word of God. But, but understand this, God has a purpose and a plan for our life because God is trying to get us someplace. Amen? Amen. Even though we carry all this stuff, God is still trying to get us to someplace. Now, the Bible goes on to say in verse number 22, as he carries all of that, he says he crossed over uh, the ford of Jabbok. Now, the, the ford is a place of overwhelming. When we're in that, that transitional state and we are confused, sometimes we will get overwhelmed before we get to the place where God wants us to be. Now, when we look at Psalms chapter number 61, verse number 2, the Word of God says, From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Then the Bible goes on to say, Lead me to the rock that's higher than I. You see, whenever we're in a state of confusion, when we are overwhelmed with the situations of life, where do we need to go? We need to go to the rock. We need to go to the rock. And that rock is Christ Jesus because the rock is higher than we are. And we need Christ to help us during our state when we are overwhelmed with situations and circumstances in our life. Now, the Bible also begins to talk about in this overwhelming state, where we're going to end up at is a, a place called Jabbok. Now, the place called Jabbok is a place where we pour ourselves out. It's an emptying in or emptying out of self. So if we want to move in that transitional state, God says, we, all that stuff we carry with us, we got to empty it. We've got to empty that. We have to empty out ourselves. We have to remove uh, ourselves from us. In order to get to that place, God said we have to empty ourselves. Now, we're talking about the place of Jabbok, okay? Now, there's some th other things that began to happen. Now, we're still beginning looking at verse number 24. So, now, he's go he goes over in that transitional state. We've emptied out ourselves. Now, watch what happens when we empty out ourselves. The Bible says, then Jacob, the man that's in transition, he was left alone. And a man wrestled with him unto the breaking of day. There are times when, 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 when we have emptied ourselves and we poured ourselves out. You know, then we find ourselves alone. But that's not a bad thing. That's really a good thing. Because then God can begin to work. So the Bible goes on and it talks about how he's wrestling. He is wrestling at this point with a man. Now, I'm going to take your mind. I'm going to stretch your mind a little bit. Now, what he's really wrestling with is himself. He's wrestling. Have you ever been in a situation where you just wrestle with yourself? Should I do this or should I not do it? Should I do this or should I not do it? So what was happening he was wrestling with himself. He was wrestling. Then it goes on to say, as he began to wrestle, he talks about the breaking of a day. Always remember that any time your next season is about to come forth, you're going to always have a wrestle. But this is not the first time that the wrestling takes place. Let's look at Genesis chapter number 25. Genesis chapter 25. Let's go to Genesis chapter number 25. 
Let's look at the, the wrestling state, what, what, what this is all about. Amen. Genesis chapter number 25, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 21. Are we there? Now, verse 21 says, Now Isaac, which represents laughter, pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren. She was in a non-productive state. And the Lord granted his plea, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Now, Rebekah means uh, caught in a trap uh, or ensnared. Sometimes our joy can be caught in a trap. We can be ensnared sometimes. But going on to verse number 22, it says, But the children struggled. They wrestled. They, they, they wrestled. They, they wrestled together within her. They wrestled together within her. And she said, If all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. Now, there's a wrestling going on here. At the very beginning of the birth, before childbirth takes place, there's a wrestling that goes on. So we got to understand that even late in life now, because we're wrestling in certain situations, that does not mean that's when it began. It really began at the time before you were even conceived. The wrestle took place. And there's a reason why at that point in life, the wrestling takes place. When the flesh wants to overthrow the spirit. And we, we will get there. We will get there. Now, let's go to Galatians chapter number 5 briefly. Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians chapter number 5 that we can understand about the wrestling. Galatians chapter number 5. But there's a warring that goes on within us. There's a war that goes on within us. Over there, Galatians chapter number 5. And we will begin reading at verse number 16. It says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill what? The lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So the flesh and the spirit is warring. The flesh and the spirit wars against one another. The flesh does not want us to get to that place where God has called and ordained for us to be. Now, back in Genesis chapter number 25, God begins to reveal... To Rebecca, what's really going on? Now, in verse, uh, the next verse, verse number 23, it says, And the Lord said to her, we got to always inquire from the Lord. Two nations are in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. Now, look at this. It says, So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, Indeed, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over. And they called his name Esau. <laughs> now, they, they said the first one came out red, and he was hairy. So, so it, that, 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 it, looks like, that it looks like the blood is there, but also there is that, that animalistic nature that we have within us. In the book of Jude, it talks about man being that brute beast. So the first thing that we want to look at and analyze is the fact that even though the blood is there, and even though we've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, there is also still that nature like the animal, brute beast. Am I ever operated in that brute beast state, you know, that animalistic spirit? So we also have that type of spirit on the inside. Said so he was hairy. You know, he, 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 they called it, said it was red. And then not only that, but it says Esau was a hunter. Now, when you become a hunter, you want to be in the field. So what happens is that we will find ourselves operating in the world. And when we're operating in the world because of that, that hunting spirit that we have on the inside of us, what happens then? We become game for Satan. How many of us know that we are game for Satan? If we find ourselves out there in the world, we're, we're his game. You know, he, he's, he's out to, to take us. He's out to, to kill us. So we've got to be careful that we do not allow that Esau spirit to operate. 
Because the whole purpose is to destroy us. And then the next one comes out. It says Jacob. Jacob is that man within us. It's within. It's all about on the inside. It's the man that's in transition. Hadn't yet arrived, but is trying to get there. Now, you've got to also understand that it also has a lot to do with our disposition in life and positioning. We, we will get there. Your destiny. That's what the fight is all about. The fight is not about your past. The fight is not about your present. The fight, the wrestle that we're in, it's about your future. It is about where you are going. And see, if the enemy can stop you from where you're going or where God has called and ordained you to be, he got you. He's got you. So that, that's very important. We need to understand that. Now, how many of the enemy knows a lot about us that we don't even know about ourselves? Amen. See, he, he knows what God has put in you. Amen. He knows what God has put in us. Now, let me go to, to Jeremiah chapter. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter number one. So we can get a little bit more clarity. Jeremiah chapter number one. Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter number one. Are we there? Okay. Jeremiah chapter number one. Uh, we're going to begin reading at verse number four. I'm living, reading from the uh, New King James Version. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, talking about Jeremiah. Jeremiah means one who has been appointed by Jehovah, or been uh, appointed by God. He says, Before I form you, the, the King James Version says, Before I form you in the belly. Now, the belly is where the formation of your journey takes place. It's where the formation of your journey takes place. That's your belly. The Bible goes on to say, uh, I form you in the womb of the belly. He said, I knew before you were born or before you came forth from your mother's womb. He says, I sanctified you. I ordained your prophet to the nation. Now, the womb is an incubator. The, the womb is an incubator that housed the vision of God for your life. So naturally, he want to kill you before you show up on the scene. Amen? Because you've got vision on the inside of you at that point. Amen? You've got the vision on the inside of you and your journey. The journey that you're going to make with God. All that is in you before you ever set foot on earth. So, so he knows and he understands. The Bible says, he tells him, he says, I've sanctified you. I've ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. Guys, it's just like this. Even before Jesus did any kind of work whatsoever, when he was baptized, this is what God says. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Before he even began his ministry, God says, I'm well pleased. See, we wait till we begin ministering. We say, okay, God, now you're pleased. No, God said, no, no, no. I have already sanctified you and ordained you for the vision and the assignment that I have set for your life. And you know what? Most Christians do not know that, that what their assignment is, but Satan knows. That's why he's trying to kill you. Why the rascal? Huh. You're holding something in your belly. Huh. You, you've got the vision at playing a purpose God has for not you. It's not about us. It's about the nations. It's about bringing forth the word of God. He said, I've ordained you for this. I've sanctified you. I have made you a prophet. You are a speaker for the almighty God. And Satan knows that. See, whenever we speak the word of God, what happens? Satan gets upset. He's afraid because people will begin to hear what God has to say. And he does not want us to speak to anybody. So if you know your position, if you know your assignment, all the devils in hell can't stop you. See, the things will happen. Yes, they will happen. There will be a wrestle. That a wrestle will go on. But you got to understand what the wrestle is all about. It's about what you are housing on the inside. It's not about you. You've got a mighty word that can change nations, change the world, change cultures. You can cross the line. You can cross the line. You can cross that, 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 that religious system that, that speaks the wrong thing, that keep people in bondage. He does not want you to do that. So what does he do? 
That flesh will show up every time. Because you know why? Because he knows you don't know who you are. But when you know who you are, when you know who God has called and ordained you to be, and when you know and believe that I've been sanctified, I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, and I'm going forth and carry out my assignment. Because you already got the vision on the inside of you. Already got the vision. So, so the wrestle really starts at birth. Think about your life. Think about all the years and everything that you've gone through. Many people in this world have gone through molestation. Uh, they have gone through hardships and they've gone through many trials and tribulations. I mean, many people have even met death, almost met death. Why is that happening? It's happening because of what you are carrying on the inside. That's what's happening. But there's got to be an emptying out. There's got to be a pouring out. What I got to pour out? I got to pour out confusion. <laughs> I got to pour out the lack of restraint. You know, I, I, I've got to make sure that I'm not weary. Don't get weary. I hear your Holy Spirit. Be not weary in your well-doing. He says, ye shall reap if you faint not. If you faint, you can't reap. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. Now, let's go back to Genesis chapter number 32. Can't have the chaos and, and, and disorder. Can't do that. Can't be a builder of that. Because it, it, it blocks, it prevents the vision that God has planned for your life to carry out his purpose. Amen. All right, now, he wrestling. It's a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. You know, I, I often think about, okay, God, why is it whenever God gets ready to do something great in your life, all hell break loose? You know why? It's because you're about to enter into a new season. A place where you've never been before. And see, the enemy is doing his best to keep us from entering into that, that next season. See, if we never get to that next season, we'll never know what plans and purpose God had for our life. So, see, he's, it's, it's the next season. So, he's just wrestling with him until the breaking of the day. Now, verse 25 says, Now, when I saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh and the joint or the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Now, let's deal with this hollow. Now, the hollow of the thigh. Now, the enemy knows when we have not been perfected in our strength. So, the, the hollow of his thigh is where that procreative power is. So what the flesh does, the flesh, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. The flesh wants to cripple us before we even get to our next assignment. I hear you, Holy Spirit. He wants to cripple us. So, so he touched that procreative power. He, he, he knows that, that it, the strength has not yet been perfected. So it goes on and talks to him. He ends up with a limp, okay? And verse number 26 says, and he said, let me go for the day breaks. The enemy our flesh does not want to reveal what's about to take place in our next season. Because it is a new season. But he says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Okay. Now we might be saying, how in the world can my flesh bless me? How is that possible? My flesh is my enemy. Flesh knows something we don't know. That's why the wrestle. Now... He says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Verse 27 says, and he said to him, what did he say? What is your what? Name. What is your name? You would think he would say something else. But he asked a question. What is your name? Your name is your identity. See, your assignment is connected to your name. If we don't know who, who we are in God, we can never reach the assignment that God has for us. So he, he says to him, he says, what is your name? And he said, what? Jacob. He says his name is Jacob. He says his name is Jacob. What is his name? What's your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He doesn't know who he is. You know why? Not only does Jacob mean uh, the man in transition, but Jacob also means cunning, crafty, supplanter. Huh. 
So he didn't know who he was. So when he, when he was asked the question, what is your name? He had no clue who he was in God. He still thought that he was a con artist. He still thought he was a thief. Huh? He still thought that he could manipulate, but he had no clue who his identity was. That's why he says, what is your name? The Bible says, as a man thinketh where in his heart, so is he. If you think you're a supplanter, if you think you're a con artist, if you think you're a thief, then the Bible says, if you think that in your heart, that's what you are. So he did not know what his identity or who his identity is. His identity wasn't God. God has a plan for him. There's an assignment. There's an assignment attached to his name. We all have an assignment, and it has everything to do with our identity. So we got to understand my name, for whatever reason our parents named us, is not the real name. God has a new name for everybody. If, the, if your assignment is attached to your name, would it not make sense that Satan would want to make sure you don't get your assignment done? Because he wants you to have a failing grade, right? So if you don't do your homework, huh, what's going to happen? You're going to fail the test. So if you fail the test, then you got to understand, okay, I just missed my assignments. It's connected. Where you're going is connected to your assignment. That's why Satan don't care nothing about your past. He don't care nothing about your present. But he is afraid of where you're going. Because where you're going is a circle of influence that can influence a whole lot of people. You're talking about crossing boundaries. Cultural boundaries. You're talking about uh, uh, crossing uh, the the situation as far as those religious systems, the religious system, you're crossing those boundaries. Satan does not want you or I to cross those boundaries. You know why? Because somebody might wake up. Somebody just might wake up and realize who they are, that they're no longer Jacob. But we're going to tell us who we really are. Huh. No longer Jacob. So you got to understand, Satan can't give me that no more. I'm no longer a supplanter. <laughs> no, I, I'm, not, I'm no longer a stealer of a birthright because I know who I am. So, so the Bible uh, goes on and he begins to, to talk about uh, asking what was his name. His, because anytime God has an assignment for your life, he will have people that's attached to your life. So they're waiting on us. They're waiting on, on every individual. Wherever God has assigned for your life, there are people connected to your assignment. They're connected to your assignment. Mm -hmm. But before we can get to our assignment, we got to stop by the place of Jabbok where we pour out self. So self is that idol. Self is the main idol that will trip us up every time. Now, verse number 27 goes on and says, He said to him, what is your name? He says Jacob, because that's an identity crisis. And he said... Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, the supplanter, the heel catcher, the one that's in transition because now you've gone to another level in God. He says, you no longer, your name should no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and prevail. So the name changed. The, the, the name changed. See, whenever there's a change in the name, that means the path of life that a person has is taken. Whenever there's a name change, that means the, uh, the path of life, your, your, your pathway, the direction you're going, is no longer the same that you used to be. The old man is dead. The new man is very much alive. So whenever there's a name change, whenever you come to know who we are in God or who you are and your purpose and plan that God has for your life, then your path goes in a different direction. Because at this point, you know your assignment. Remember now, the, 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 within the belly, there's the journey that's been placed there, and in the womb is the vision. So once we come into contact and understand who we are, now we're ready to go someplace. We are no longer that old man. The Bible says, behold, all things are brand new. Now we are new creatures in Christ. When we begin to empty out, stop by the place called Jabbok, 
we got to empty out self, our pouring out of self. Then we can have the name change. Because I go back to again, I hear the Holy Spirit that God has changed the pathway of your life and now the enemy has revealed who you are. A lot of times we, we, we go back and say, well, this is what my father did, this is what my mama did, this is what my, my grandparents, or this is what everybody is doing. No, no, no. That's, that's not your assignment. Your assignment has nothing to do with what your parents did or what happened during that lifetime and, and their lifetime. It has nothing to do with that. And the reason being, when Jeremiah, he begins to talk about uh, how he was a child and he could not speak, God let him know, no, you, I'm going to speak for you. He said, I'm going to make your face like flint. So God, God will prepare you for where you're going. What level you're going on, God will prepare you to the level that you're going on. Whatever your destiny is, God will prepare you, give you everything that you need. He will equip you for the journey. Amen. So you've got to understand. It's so important. You have to understand who you are and why the devil is trying his best to kill us. He's trying to kill the body of Christ. He tried to kill Jesus at birth. Think about it. He tried to kill Jesus at birth. He tried to kill Moses at birth. So if we're going to continue the plan and the vision of God, do you not think he's going to try to kill us at birth too? He, he will begin to try to kill us. And you know, it's, it, it can't succeed. Because the word of God says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us, we shall condemn. So no matter what uh, tool or what instrument that Satan brings against us, God said it can't prosper. It won't work. It, it will not work. Why? Because the, the divine God, our, the most high being, the, the Lord of our life, God himself says it cannot prosper. He made him. God said I made good and evil. He, he made Lucifer. So Lucifer cannot, uh, sub, sub, Lucifer cannot succeed over uh, uh, the Lord God Almighty. He can't do it. He, he cannot do it. He, he, he can't do it. There's no, there's no way. But we got to understand now the path, the pathway we're traveling. We have to understand that. Now, going back to Genesis chapter number 32, when he says then, when he reveals to him who he is, let him know that the pathway of life is changing. You're no longer that old man. You're no longer that supplanter. You're a prince. How many know we've been made kings and princes? We've been, that's who, in Revelation, that's who God declares that we are. We are the, we are the kings and priests of the Most High God. You know, we are his representative. That's who we are. When we take on the mindset that Christ means for us to have, we'll begin to walk like priests. It's, it's not about the external walking. It's about the internal walking. Because in the internal, then you can walk like a priest because you know who you are. And you'll know that, that the king of kings, he's going to take care of you. No matter what the situation may be, you'll know that God will take care of you. So it's an inward thing. It's an inward situation. It's an inward. So we got to understand now that, that now Jacob has discovered through the wrestling of the flesh who he really is. Who he really is. Tells him, you're a prince. Wow. Think about it. When, when you think, okay, I'm a prince. I'm, in, I'm royalty. See, this is the mindset that church don't have. We, 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 we compare ourselves with the things of the world. We, we let our careers uh, define us. We let our relationships define us. We, we let the people that we know define us. But God said, be defined by who he is. He says, we are princes. We are kings and priests. We are prince. We're royalty. We are royalty. You know, people can, oftentimes you find people want to define who you are. This is when you've got to say, hey, no, I'm royalty. Is that arrogant? No. You're only speaking truth. Huh. Because we are royalty. See, and when you can speak that thing and know that you are royalty because you came from the stock of God. You're royalty. He's holy. He said, be holy 
as I am holy. So we come from a holy root. Our root is holy. So therefore, we have to understand we are royalty. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for I know who I am. Do you know who you are? Do, do, you, do you truly know who you are? Or can you be persuaded by any whim, whim or doctrine that comes through? That they can tell you, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. You, you don't know who you are. You'll never be anybody. Else. No. God says, I'm royalty. God has sanctified and ordained. Is that not powerful? That he would say, before you even came out of your mother's womb, when that vision was placed, he had already sanctified you. He had already ordained you for the assignment that he has for your life. That's powerful. That's powerful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for understanding and knowing I've been ordained by the Most High God. You know, a lot of times, you know, in, in, in ministry, they say, well, you know you've got to go through this person and that person. You've got to get this piece of paper and well, we got to have a, a, a test. you you got to read these books and, and go through all these books and then man going to give you a test. No man going to give you a test. God already said from the beginning, you've been ordained. So why do we expect, or we even take the audacity to listen to what mankind has to say? Oh, you got to do it this way. Where did that stuff come from? Well, and I'm not going to accept them, just to tell you. <laughs> you know, they say, well, you're going to preach that, you know, you got to do your trial sermon. What is that? What is a trial sermon? Tell me. What is that? Hey, what is that? Trial. In other words, if you don't cut the mustard, you don't get up. Trial sermon. When God has already said, He has ordained you. You've been sanctified. You've been justified. Why do I need to be on trial by man? If you've been called, you've been called. And if you hadn't been called, he'll show up later. Trial sermon. Then the house pack that pack itself out. You got something that won't see you do well. You got something that won't see you fail. Trial sermon. That's that religious system, y'all. Satan. Oh, I hear you, Holy Ghost. Satan, you, you think you, you, you think you got it going on, don't you, Satan? But you know what? It's still coming against the religious system. We're still going to come against that religious system. Don't come against it because, see, all that stuff is man-made. It's man-made. Tile son. And you stand up there trimming in your boots, all them people. And them preachers on the pulpit grading you. And they don't know A from B. They don't know an apple from an orange. But they're going to critique you. When God says, I've already ordained you. I've justified you. I've sanctified you. You don't have to have a piece of paper to preach it. Nowhere in the text have I seen, Lord God, my God. Nowhere in the Bible have I seen where they gave them a piece of paper to go preach the gospel. It's not in the book. It's not written. So where did that come from? That religious system. Now they got to go on, you got to go through so many huh, uh, uh, lessons and go through so many uh, 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 training sessions before you can uh, carry out. Well, I can understand some part of that. You need to make sure that, that when you go out, you, you know how to, to discipline and, and how to share and break down and the, the Word of God. Uh, the rightly divide. I understand that. But to have the whole purpose is to decide whether or not you can or cannot. And so some of them like five minutes. Now what can I say in five minutes? Hello and goodbye. Five minutes. I'm going to give you five minutes to preach. How can you preach the word of God in five minutes? And then they got seven, eight, ten, fifteen folks done five minutes, five minutes. What's, that's man stuff. That's not from God. They need to be the book. The book. <laughs> they need to be at the fold because they're overwhelmed with some stuff. And it's not the stuff, it's not of God. Amen. Hmm. Holy Ghost, I don't know why we there. Thank you, Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless your name. Now, 
It goes, so we're back in Genesis. We're back in Genesis chapter number 32. And we're almost finished. We're almost finished. The Bible says, then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? Then he blessed him. That was his identity. Now, verse number 30 says, so Jacob, man in transition, called the name of the place for now. That means vision of God. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. What really happened is he finally caught up with the vision that had been planted in his womb from birth. Even before he came out of his mother's womb, now he's in touch with reality. Now he's in touch with the vision that God has for his life on the inside. That's why he said, I've seen God face to face. In other words, he said, God, now I see your vision. I see your purpose. I see your plan. I understand my assignment now. My assignment is not about me. My assignment is bigger than me. Because when the assignment is about you, then that's nothing. But when your assignment is about God, see, there's no assignment you can do by yourself. If you can do it by yourself, it is not of God. God always gives us a God-sized assignment that only he can bring to pass. So he, now we're at a place. We are at a place where we understand our assignment. House of Destiny, huh, we're now at a place where we understand our assignment. Our assignment is to go against that religious system to cross cultural lines because you know what the most segregated time in on Sunday morning is about 11 o'clock what does that mean you got some black folk over here in this church jumping and shouting and you got some white folks over here in this church praising the Lord segregated oh wow think about it think about it the most segregated time on Sunday mornings is when church folk get together down here in separate locations and nobody wants to cross those lines. But hey, got a rude awakening. When you get to heaven, there's no such thing as color. So if you can't get it right down here, how you think you're going to make it up there? You'll never get there. You'll never get there. Every nation, every tongue. That's what the book of Revelation says. I mean, a multitude of, pe of people, a host of people, they're coming from everywhere. It's not a certain set of people. It's not a certain uh, 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 ethnic type of people. No. No. And by the way, when we take up out of here, flesh not going nowhere. Spirits. The spirit is going back. Not the flesh. So we got to get it right here. Because the flesh is going to stay behind. It's going back to the dust. But the spirit is going to go back to the one that sent it. Do y'all not know, by the way, originally we're spirit beings. We just happen to be clothed and stuff being called flesh. We are spirit beings. We're supposed to be walking in the supernatural. He sees God face to face. Last verse, verse 31. He says, just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him and he limped on his feet. He limped. Now that he discovered who he is, whenever we discover who we are, understand we're going to always have a limp. We're going to have a limp. You know what that limp is? That limp is that old life. That old life that they keep trying to pull us back. And you know what? We got to keep going. Even we got to drag our foot. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. No matter what a blind, crippled, uh, halt, lame, you got to keep going because you, you got some place to go. You have a destiny to reach. You have an assignment that you've got to fulfill that's been ordained by God for your life. Whatever, whatever God has for this house, let me tell you, demons are trembling. 
Hell is disturbed. Hell is disturbed. The religious sect is disturbed. Why? Because people's eyes are open. The blinders are coming off. They begin to see and they begin to know that the same God that's in the preacher up here is the same God that's in me. And the kingdom is not some external thing that you got to go out in the community. We're going to do kingdom work. No. The first assignment of kingdom work is within you because that's where the kingdom is. How do we get so mad? I almost said screwed up. How do we get so messed up? We're looking for something external when the work has to begin on the inside. It's an internal work. And if you want to meet the king, you've got to go inside of yourself where the kingdom is. This is what they don't want to know. This is it. But to us today, to us today, to us today, understand what our assignment is. Understand. You've been catching hell? It's about your assignment. It's because you discovered who you are. It's about your assignment. It's about your assignment. Who you going? Who you going to speak to? God got some people assigned out there that you got to be the voice for. And he's trying to make sure you don't get that. But you know what? There's a host with us. Huh. We're surrounded by some people that's not natural people. They're supernatural beings that works and fights for us. Mm-hmm. And you know what else? We're going to make it. We're going to get there. We're, we're going to cross and tear down those lines, those barriers that the enemy has set up through this thing called religion. Amen. Now, y'all, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Sign me. Sign me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Just bless the Lord. Amen for his word. I feel I feel good now. I'm, I'm empty. So I'm good. I'm empty. I'm good that I'm empty because I know God's going to refill me. Amen. Anybody know it's about your identity? It's about your identity. It's about who you are. That's why you can't tell. It's about who you are. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all We thank you, man. I want to pray. I want to pray for the body this morning. I want to pray for us as a whole, as a unit. Because the body has been on the path. The body has been People, jobs are crazy, keeping me out of services on Sundays, trying to make you sleep and tired. Finances jacked up. All that stuff ain't nothing but a distraction. That's all it is. Because if he can get you distracted from your assignment, you'll never make it. That's what it's all about. We're going to stand and I'll help. Uh, Chair, to find out how many CDs that's needed and people desire. But I want to pray for the body. I, I do want to <coughs> pray for the body, for the leading of the Holy Spirit. I want to pray for the body. Amen. Now, now we want to pray for, um, I understand that. Benny Harris has some problems with his legs. Amen. It's all about your signing. If the enemy can can trap you, bring on sickness, it's about where you're going. It's about you getting that higher knowledge who wants to bring you pain. Does anybody else have some type of sickness or illness or situation, circumstances they were faced with this week? We want to anoint you today. Things that are unusual, you know, uh, uh, things that's unusual, things that, you know, the enemy is just trying to, to do his best to trip you up. To bring that spirit of discouragement. We want to anoint you. We want to anoint you. It's, it's, it's about that spirit of, 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 of 
discouragement. Amen. We just believe God for healing. Father, you're the healer. You're the great physician, God. So we bring Brother Benny to you. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power that you have invested in your children, we speak to the arteries in this leg commanding the blood to flow normal. We cancel every assignment that the enemy has brought forth in his life. And we command in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that his limbs, his legs are completely healed. That he will go forth and complete his assignment. We command you, Satan, in the name of Jesus, to get your hands off of God's servant. God, thank you now. Pain be gone. Pain be gone. Arteries open. Let the blood of Jesus flow. God, we thank you now. For it is by your stripes that he is healed. We give you praise now, God. And we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus and Nazareth. We come against that spirit of stress. We release the peace of God upon your servant, God. Those things, God, that seem the most important, that's causing the spirit of stress, we send it back to the pits of hell from whence it came. For God's stress is none of you. It is from Satan. Now, God, in the name of Jesus, those things, God, that has her weary, help her to place them at your feet. Place them at your feet, God. Blood pressure. Be normal in the name of Jesus. Let the sweetness of your Holy Spirit rule and rest and abide within her. Peace be still. Son of her spirit, Lord, help her to rest in you. Let her cast her cares upon you who careth for her. Thank you, God. We release the blood. The blood of Jesus. That this day forth, those things that have disturbed her spirit would never ever exist again. In the powerful name of the almighty God, Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. Amen. Anybody else dealing with stress? 
Anybody else in it? Be honest. Be honest. Be honest. Listen, I deal with stress. Be honest. We can stand back there and pretend we ain't got, but listen, whatever stress going to release these people from you, these people, it, you can get double. It can come on you. It will increase. Stress. 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 No. No. We're dealing with stress. Mm-mm. It's a common denominator among the house. Stress. Stress. Holy Spirit, He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. All we do is be honest. He knows. He knows. He knows. Stress. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Stress. Stress. Minister Adams, I want you to pray. Because if Dr. Manley is anointing, I'm going to touch these people. Father, most high God, God, we just deem it worthy. We're unworthy, Father, to stand before thy presence this day, Father God. Father God, we just acknowledge and we realize, God, that we all sin and come short of your glory, Father God. But Father God, we just thank you right now in the name of Christ Jesus, God, for your blood, Father God, that you shared on Calvary Cross for us, Father God. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, God, that's kept us and sustained us, Father God. In our passing and our going and every day, Father God. And Father God, as we stand here before you today, Father God, we just surrender all to you right now in the name of Christ Jesus, Father God. Father God, we have not the strength to stand, Father God, without you being the one that holds us up, Father God. And Father God, we just pray right now over our lives, Father God. We pray over stress, Father God, that may be in our lives right now, Father God. Father God, we just pray, God. Satan was created by you, Father God. He has no more power than what you allow him to have, Father God. And as a body and as a group of believers, we pray right now, God, that you take the power away from him, Father God. Take his hands off our lives, Father God. Take his hands out of the circumstances that dwell us every day, Father God. Father God, we just want to be more like you, Father God. Father God, we just realize that, God, we're nothing without you, Father God. And right now, at this altar, right now, Father God, we just humble ourselves before thee, Father God. Father God, whatever areas in our life, Father God, that's lack, Father God. Whatever areas in our life, Father God, that's not following the will of you and your word, Father God. We pray, God, that you will help us through the anointing of your Holy Ghost, Father God. Let it rest, rule, and abide in us, Father God. Let it go before them and straight the crooked places in our path, Father God. Father God, let no weapon formed against us be able to prosper, Father God. Father God, we be your people, Father God. We realize that God is perilous times that we're living in, Father God. And we're living in an hour, Father God. Where it's your voice that we cry not to hear, Father God. Father God, keep your people, Father God. Keep us safe from all harm and dangers out here in these highways and in these byways, Father God. And Father God, we pray over every leader of this house, Father God, that their hands be strengthened once again for the assignment that you have over their lives, Father God. We pray over the leaders of HOD, Father God, Pastor Manley and Dr. Manley, Father God, that God, you just bless them and raise them up, Father God, that you'll strengthen them in your word of truth, Father God, that you'll again allow your word to be a light to their path, Father God. Father God, strengthen their hands for the battle they go against this religious world, Father God, that they tear down these altars, Father God, through religion, God. It wasn't designed by you, but was created by man, Father God. We pray that your power be increased ever more in this house, Father God, as this word of truth continue to pour out of these walls, Father God, into the highways and the byways, Father God. We just thank thee for your mighty hand, Father God, and we just yield ourselves to you, Father God. Use us as you wish to be used, Father God. We pray and we ask this in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Amen. I don't know how many people desire a CD this morning. Um, you kind of raise your hand, let us know how many you want a CD. We want to make sure that uh, you'll be able to get your CD. One, two, three, four, five, six. Well, six, uh, seven CDs. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Making eight CDs. Amen. We'll make sure we get our CDs. And at this time, consider yourself dismissed. Amen. Because the Father has done His work. Amen. So just love on one another. Just love on one another. Amen. And may the Spirit of the, the living God go with you all day long and throughout the night and into your next season. I won't say next week. Your next season. Amen. Amen and amen.